Al-Bayan Radio presents the following program presented by Nidal Ayyubi. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Was salatu was salamu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa salam. Assalamu alaikum dear brothers and sisters and welcome back to our series Aqeedah Lessons from Hajj. Today's topic is how the Talbiyah warns against shirk. In our previous lesson, we discussed the virtue of the Talbiyah as well as how it contains a declaration of Tawheed and the rejection of shirk. This is why the eminent companion Jabir bin Abdullah he described the Prophet وسلم's performance of Hajj. He said, He made a declaration of Tawheed by saying, Here I am, O Allah, in obedience, answering your call. O Allah, I answer your call in obedience, testifying that you have no partner. I answer your call with obedience. To you belong all praise, favor and dominion. You have no partner. And this report is mentioned in Sahih Muslim. He referred to these words as a declaration of Tawheed since they contain sincerity for Allah and rejection of shirk, association of partners with Allah. Furthermore, my dear brothers and sisters, the words of the Talbiyah are not merely syllables uttered and devoid of meaning. Quite the opposite, they have profound significance, which is the Tawheed of Allah, which is the essence of the religion and its very root and foundation. It's imperative, my dear brothers and sisters, for all who make this declaration to pay key attention to its meaning and the beliefs underlying it in order to be truthful in their declaration and have their words and deeds be in harmony. This comes about by adhering to Tawheed, protecting it, being mindful of its rights and completely avoiding anything that would nullify it such as shirk and ascribing equals to Allah. Hence, one must not ask self-deliverance, place full reliance or seek strength, help and support except from Allah. No worship must be directed to anyone other than Allah alone as He is the only one who gives, withholds, causes benefit and brings about harm. As He says subhanahu wa ta'ala, أَمَّنْ يُجِيبُ الْمُضْطَرَّ إِذَا دَعَى وَيَكْشِفُ السُّوءَ وَيَجْعَلَكُمْ خُلَفَاءَ الْأَرْضِ أَإِلَاهٌ مَعَ اللَّهِ قَلِيلًا مَا تَذَكَّرُونَ Or who is it responds to the distressed one when he calls upon him, removes evil, and makes you inheritors of the earth? Is there any deity with Allah? Little do you remember. My dear brothers and sisters, when the Muslim says in his talbiyah, you have no partner, he must know the reality of shirk, comprehend its dangers and stay completely away from committing it or taking any path to it. Shirk is the greatest sin by which Allah can be disobeyed and he has set a punishment for it in this world and the hereafter which no other sin carries. This includes rendering lawful the blood and property of those who commit shirk and unlike other sins, not being forgiven for it without repentance. Allah has said, Inna Allah la yaghfiru ay yushraka bihi wa yaghfiru ma duna thalika liman yasha wa man yushrik billahi faqad iftara ithman azima. Indeed, Allah does not forgive setting up partners with him in worship, but he forgives other sins forever he wills. 
and whoever sets up partners in worship with Allah has truly fabricated a tremendous sin. Allah also says, إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يَغْفِرُ أَيْ يُشْرَكَ بِهِ وَيَغْفِرُ مَا دُونَ ذَلِكَ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ وَمَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ ضَلَّ ضَلَالًا بَعِيدًا Indeed, Allah does not forgive setting our partners with him in worship, but he forgives other sins for whoever he wills. And whoever sets up partners in worship with Allah has truly strayed far away. He also says subhanahu wa ta'ala, إِنَّهُ مَنْ يُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ وَمَأْوَاهُ النَّارِ وَمَا لِلظَّالِمِينَ مِنْ أَنصَارِ Indeed, whoever ascribes partners to Allah, he has prohibited Jannah for him, and the fire will be his abode. Such transgressors shall have no helpers. Allah also says, وَلَقَدْ أُوحِيَ إِلَيْكَ وَإِلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكَ لَإِنْ أَشْرَقْتَ لَيَحْبَطَنَّ عَمُلُكَ وَلَتَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ بَلِ اللَّهَ فَاعْبُدْ وَكُمْ مِنَ الشَّاكِرِينَ It has been revealed to you and those before you, if you join others in worship with Allah, all your deeds will be rendered void and you'll be certainly among the losers. Rather, worship Allah and be amongst the grateful. My dear brothers and sisters, in many ayat of the Qur'an, like these, Allah warns His servants against shirk and He clarifies the severity and gravity of its dangers and consequences in this world and the hereafter. Its perils are truly grave and its eventual outcome is adverse and painful. One who commits it will not profit in any way, but will only face deprivation, humiliation and loss. It is the greatest sin by which Allah can be disobeyed because it is the worst form of oppression. It implies degradation of the Lord of creation by giving what is solely His to others and equating others with Him. It is in contradiction to the objective of creation and command of Allah in every way. It is a display of complete defiance towards the Lord of the worlds as well as arrogance towards obedience and humility before Him. Furthermore, my dear brothers and sisters, it puts the creation on a level similar to that of the Creator Himself, subhanahu wa ta'ala. May He be exalted and absolved from such a thing. How could someone who has no control over harm, benefit, death, life and resurrection for himself, yet alone for others, be placed on equal standing to the one who owns all creation, dominion, goodness and controls all affairs? The reins of power over all things lie in his hands, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and all matters return to him. Whatever he wills comes into being, and whatever he does not will cannot take place. None can withhold what he grants and none can grant what he withholds. If he bestows mercy upon a people, none can prevent it, and none can send forth anything which he prevents. My dear brothers and sisters, it is absolutely imperative and obligatory for every Muslim to stay away from shirk and to be wary of committing it. Ibrahim alayhi salam, the Prophet and Khalil of Allah, he prayed. He said, وَاجْنُبْنِي وَبَنِي أَن نَعْبُدَ الْأَصْنَامِ Ibrahim prayed, saying, Keep me and my sons away from worshipping idols. O my Lord, they have indeed led many of mankind astray. Hence, Ibrahim was fearful of that, and he invoked his Lord. He called out to his Lord. He made dua to his Lord to protect him and his sons from worshipping idols. My dear brothers and sisters, if this is what Ibrahim al-Khalil prayed for, then consider what the case with others must be. Ibrahim al-Taymi, he said, Rahimuhullah, who should feel safe from affliction after Ibrahim? 
My dear brothers and sisters, without doubt, this makes all living hearts fearful of shirk and prepare to take every precaution from it. Also, always asking Allah for protection. This demands from every believing servant to know the reality of shirk, as well as its causes, roots, types, and what leads to it, so as to not commit it. For this reason, Hudayfa radiallahu anhi said, كان الناس يسألون رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم عن الخير وكنت أسأله عن الشر مخافة أن يدركني Hudayfa said, رضي الله عنه, the great companion, the people used to ask the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم about the good whereas I would ask about the evil out of fear that it may afflict me my dear brothers and sisters, this is since someone who only knows the good may be approached by evil but not know it to be evil. Consequently, he may either commit the evil or he will not warn against it as would be done by someone who recognized it to be evil. In this regard, Umar he commented, the ties of Islam would be undone one by one. If there grow up in Islam people who did not know about the Jahiliyyah, meaning the pre-Islamic period of ignorance. My dear brothers and sisters, staying away from all forms of shirk and establishing tawheed sincerely for Allah form the basis upon which one must build all acts of obedience by which he draws near to Allah, whether Hajj or any others. Allah said in Surah Al-Hajj, and proclaim to mankind they will come to you on foot and on every lean camel and they will come from every deep and distant mountain pass so that they may witness things of benefit to them and mention the name of Allah on appointed days over the beast of cattle which he has provided for them therefore eat of them and feed the unfortunate and poor then let them end their untidiness and fulfill their vows and perform tawaf around the ancient house. That is so, and whoever honors the rituals of Allah, it is best for them in the sight of their Lord. The meat of cattle has been made lawful for you, except what has already been recited to you. So shun the impurity of idolatry and shun words of falsehood. <laughs> خَرَّ 
أو تهوي به الريح في مكان سحيق. Be upright in devotion to Allah, associating none with Him in worship. For whoever associates others with Allah is like someone who has fallen from the sky and is either snatched away by birds or swept by the wind to a remote place. Here, my dear brothers and sisters, Allah warned against shirk in these ayat about hajj and He commanded subhanahu wa ta'ala that it be avoided. He also explained its severity and evil outcome and that whoever commits it is like someone who fell from the sky and was snatched by the birds or the wind blew him off to a distant place. Furthermore, Allah ordered his prophet Ibrahim salam in a prior ayah to purify the house after designating its location for him and also prohibited him from associating partners with him. This is found in his saying, subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَإِذْ بَوَّأْنَا لِإِبْرَاهِيمَ مَكَانَ الْبَيْتِ أَلَّا تُشْرِكْ بِي شَيْئًا وَطَهِّرْ بَيْتِيَ لِلطَّائِفِينَ وَالْقَائِمِينَ وَالرُّكَّعِ السُّجُودِ And when we designated for Ibrahim the site of the house, saying, Do not associate anything with me and purify my house for those who perform tawaf, stand, bow, or prostrate themselves. Hence these ayat, my dear brothers and sisters, related to hajj, are surrounded with the warning and prohibition of shirk, as well as mention of its evil outcome. This certainly proves its gravity and perils. May Allah protect us from it and grant us sincerity in our words and deeds. And with that, my dear brothers and sisters, we come to the conclusion of lesson number four. Wallahu alam wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This program was presented by Albayan Radio, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.